You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hello, everybody. It's your host, Jasmine Sade, with my show today. Let's talk on this beautiful Sunday. I'm so glad the weather is nice. (laughs) I got along two special guests with me. We got Burton again. Round of applause. All right. Hello. Hello, everyone. Hello. And introduce yourself. My name is Shantanee Tolbert. Yes, we have two guests. And today's topic is we're doing a part two to the importance of education. Because last week, everything went so good. We figured, why not spread some more information for part two? You can learn something new. How y'all doing today? Ladies first. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Um, fresh out of church. So, you know, it's always good when Uh-oh. you come up out of there. Uh-oh. Church fresh out of I was a bedside Baptist today. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I'm doing good today, though. Like I was I say, about to say, beautiful don't day. No, uh, right, no, beautiful right. day today. Beautiful day. I um, Just, you know, I was eager to come on today. I woke up this morning and it was like, oh, man, we got part two. And I was here last week and... Um, a couple of my uh, colleagues who had listened and a couple of friends who had listened was just offering insight. So I was like, I can't wait to get back on here and attack <laughs> it again so they can give me them calls Sunday night, Monday morning. So it's good to see a new face though, um, here, especially mm-hmm. a young educator. So I know the mind is strong and full of wisdom because uh, we like to call y'all the new technology here, Ooh, babies. I ain't, it ain't even tech, technology, man. Just just being young and being in this field is interesting, um, especially when you come from having older educators. So it's it's interesting in itself, but it's fun. So you ambitious? Um, yeah, okay. I like to think so. <laughs> and you've been in this field two years. Yep, this is my second year. Um, I kind of like tripping, tripped and fell into it. it was ah, there ain't no tripping. <laughs> this ain't the basketball court. You don't trip and fall. <laughs> yeah, I tripped and, tripped and fell enough on that, but nah, I did. I um, it wasn't something that I I, I strive to do. Um, I just kind of fell into it, and it was something that I was really just naturally good at. Um, from having just connections with youth and being able to to have certain conversations that I think older people aren't really able to have. So let me ask you this: In your short two years before Jazz gets started, because <laughs> I know she got some interesting questions, mm-hmm. do you love it? Um, I love the kids. I ain't gonna lie and say I love the whole teaching thing. But the, yeah, that's yeah, that's the part of the job. Yeah. It's hard I to get break away because I know. I think she like you, Bird, and how y'all get that attachment when yeah, you grow like for that kid, like God, man. And I want to leave here, but because when I ask her questions and ask you, they almost similar, just coming from a male and a female. Oh yeah, yeah. I know. you love the kids so yeah. much, you be like, it's almost a detachment phase. If I leave this kid, who gonna take care of this kid? And it is sometimes for me, like I'm, I'm kind of going through this phase in my life where I'm like, man. I'm too young to to be just stuck, just putting all my all in them. I still got my own dreams I want to chase, but these babies, like these they babies, kind of need me. Yeah. Need. So, so here's an insight. One, uh, my mentor taught me: grow and go, mm. and, and remember that every day. Grow and go. Yeah. Take you know, that down. as you grow, uh, you know, older in your um, profession, and as you gain knowledge, then you're gonna have to go because you can only change a piece of the pie, and it's up to that other. That one piece that you change, it'll affect the rest of it. It's called like a trifecta approach, yeah. and it'll change it. So you ain't going to be in one place forever. I can yeah. tell you, especially, you know, like women, just as much as males are, are needed in this education field because there's a stronghold of uh, young ladies who need to see uh, young women or, or see older women, you know, they can look up to. 
and be a role model to, especially, you know, you got a lot of things to share. If you know, you got a background to share with them, they need to hear that and they need to hear that platform. And this is a wonderful platform that jazz has for us to Thank reach you. out to that audience and let them know that, Hey, you know, as, as a male and female educator, we care. And this is what we're doing different. And this is what we want to do different by changing the lives of, uh, young teenagers or young kids, young students in today's world. Yeah, that's facts. She, uh, she was talking about in the living room yesterday. She was telling me about y'all last week. I'm like, can I go? Can I come this week? <laughs> I was like, that's a good idea. We were su- supposed to have it filled up. Uh, I hope my brother, I know he's listening out there. Michael Barclay, get uh, get better, brother. Uh, he was sick this morning. And I said, the nastiest cough medicine you can ever use, bu- uh, Buckley's. I said, go get you oh, some Buckley's. Man, it's going <laughs> to get you right, though. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's it, disgusting. It, it, it'll jump you up out that but bed and run that cold away. It's going like to get you it. right together. It'll get you together. What, what we call that? It'll run a cold out of body. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> I'm straight. All right, Jazz, let's get it, it going. Let's get the questions going. Okay. I'm going to ask. Well, y'all can take y'all time answer however you want to. All right. What are the challenges of being a black male in education? Mm. I know you can answer this one. Being being a black male in education, it has its it has its pros and its cons. Um let's talk about the cons first. The cons is is, you know, being professional at all times and being able to hold your ground. And I tell people, I remember first coming into this game, um, Mark Sterling, who was my um, student aid teacher when I was doing my student teaching, I, I never forget, he was teaching me uh, not about education, but he was teaching me about life and being young, working around young girls who see me as, you know, like somewhere almost the age. And, and I wasn't like, you know, coping with what he was saying because I'm like, Man, I was raised in a house with morals and ethics, man. You don't you don't date kids and you don't do anything to kids. So he was telling me, you know, fold your arms. You know, when you write on a blackboard, don't turn your back, turn to the side and learn how to write from the side, you know, mm-hmm. and um, learn when a girl approaches you, you know, you t- treat her as an adult like your father or mother would treat you, you know, addressing. And then I never was paying any attention to it. I heard it, but I wasn't paying attention until I had an inappropriate remark said to me. And I was like, what you say? And I got instantly mad. You know, <laughs> here it is. This girl, She said something very inappropriate to me. And I was like, what? And I was like, I told him and I told the assistant principal. And I was like, I want to talk to her daddy and her mom. I, I was like mad about it. Wow. So that was like my awakening up of the cons of being a black male in education. And the pros of it was is that, you know, um, I never thought I'd be into it until um, Al Miller um, up north and he just said, Hey man, he saw me coaching kids and it was really my own kids. He said, Man, it's a lot more kids can use that skill development you're doing. And uh, I got into coaching first and then the coaching trickled on into the classroom. Mm. So I said, What's more important? Athletes don't want to be role models because there's so much stigmatism behind that and things that they're going through. So what's better than the teacher? What's better than the uh, staff support? What's better than somebody like myself when they come to school, 75% of their homes are being ran by single women. What's wrong with them coming to see a male in school who look like them or is the same race as they are a male, um, hair comb, shirt tucked in, and being a role model for them. So I gave myself that, and I said, I'm going to walk with that. That's my platform. I'm going to walk on. I'm going to dress appropriate, act accordingly, and I'm going to give myself to these uh, young males and these young females and let them know I might not be your father, your mother or whatever, but I am going to be a mentor, a big brother. I'll be an acting father, acting mother, an uncle, whatever you need me to be. I'm going to be it, but I'm going to make sure 
the first thing first, you're going to receive your education. And when you come into school, you're here to receive an instruction and education. Mm. Good way to put it. Man, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I personally think it's harder for black males in education. It is. Um, I tell you what, it's, it's not so much hard. It's a challenge, you think? It's, it's more of a challenge, but, you know, and I got to say this, because in some school districts I work in, I've seen some males get, uh, I don't like to use the word blackball, but basically I've seen some males get, you know, like pushed to the back of the line because of the speaking out of, out of turn, speaking out of line. Um, and, you know, like, uh, let's be honest, this is a, this is a, education is a women-driven um, up front, you know, it's like the senators and everything. I mean, they push you to the back if you're speaking out of turn. So, but not so much that. There's some males that's in front that'll push you. But not only that, I had a, a female principal, Brenda Gatlin, who pushed me. And um, I had some other principals, female principals, um, Vanetta Clarks, you know, who pushed me to be successful and say, hey, you know, go back and get it. You know, you could do more than just being in the hallways, this and that. And it wasn't until I met uh, my mentor, Claude Tiller, who told me, Brother Burton, he said, uh-uh, you know, and he starts sharing some insights with me. So what made me want to go back to school and then at home, my girl, you know, Saida, she was just you know, pushing me. She's like, babe, you could do it. She was just like, go do it. And I just kept talking about it for two years. Like, yeah, she said, go do it. And I said, you know what? Let me go back and get this admin degree and and make it happen. So here I am today, you know, pushing in the classroom. I feel old, but I'm, in the, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> just to, to kind of piggyback off of just the what he's saying, uh, first, Coach Bergen, you remember Coach Shaw, right? Yes. Coach Shaw, just, he just texted me and told me to tell you what's up. Oh, what's going on, Coach? <laughs> what's um, happening? <laughs> but but just, just to bring him up, um, how he's saying him taking that 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 responsibility of of being that male and a lot of parents a lot of children being raised by single mothers me being one of those children growing up mm-hmm. um with just my mom my grandma and my you know what I'm saying my great grandma and coach Shaw like just being exactly what he just said like mm-hmm. this dude literally haven't missed any very important days in my life ever wow. since second grade so I'm 26 years old now. So the not giving my relationship with my father, my stepfather and all of that is in great places now, but the the male role model and the person I needed to encourage me and to push me to be an athlete, to push me in the classroom, he was all of that when when nobody else was there. So just being a female, I could tell you I tell my my students all the time that your first love um, as a female is your father. Mm-hmm. That's the the first person who's supposed to show you how a male is supposed to, supposed to treat you. Um, how, how you're supposed to react to certain things that males do. Like all of this is, is supposed to be learned first from your father. So when you don't have that around, that's when you fall victim to, to stuff that you ain't got no business falling victim uh, to. Father's yeah. either your hero or your enemy. He's exactly. going to be one of the other. And okay. I'm thankful that, um, just having that relationship with Coach Shaw, it, it built things into me that now when I started building a relationship with my father, Father, I wasn't bitter. I didn't. I didn't carry none of that around because I wasn't missing it. I, I had it in another male. So, and he taught me just the the pure love of just you got to keep it guy. moving. You didn't. You didn't miss out on nothing because I was here. So, ain't no point of you walking around mad at him. And then I I step into the coach Hines and I step into all of those situations. So I'm I'm thankful that I had those male pe- those male educators those those male influences around me because it did. It made a huge of a, a huge of a difference for me. Just being a female, and I can name plenty of males that that show was fathers to, um, oh, yeah. with us growing up. So wow. he started that 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 young brother, Coach Shaw. 
East Side, I remember. Man, I remember the school. I don't want to say it, but I remember the school. You got to say that one. I I remember A.O. Holmes. I remember that brother. Before Before A.O. Holmes. But that brother would pack him up in the car. (laughs) <laughs> and we'll bring him over to the gym. And I'd be like, Coach, you, you bringing all them back? He'd be like, yeah. I'm like, Coach, let me get that one, that one, that. He'd be like, Coach, man, they talking about going to camp. I'm like, man, let me get some of them kids. But Coach Shaw is a, a young brother. And I just saw him yesterday. Coach Shaw is still at the schools following young kids, uh, offering insight from the stands. You know, and, um, they mm-hmm. tried to push him away. But that guy is uh, he's an incredible leader, a young warrior. He has some health issues. That came about, but you know he uh, he fought back. He's back at it, Thanks. and um, I told him, I said, "Man, I always got a job for you." And, you know, he uh, he yeah. said, "Burton, you always do." <laughs> about that, you yeah. know, <laughs> I was. I'm the only one. Let the record show. I am the only one who could pull Coach Shaw out of retirement. Oh uh, no, we're gonna change <laughs> yeah. that. Day, uh, no, <laughs> he was my assistant coach this year, man, and it was it was a beautiful thing yeah. to come from being his player. And him coaching me all those years and following me through high school and following me through college and he turned around and is willing to coach under me and I get the same wisdom that I that oh, he yeah. poured into me as a player. Like man, it's, it was good. an amazing yeah, year. Yeah, I know that like, feel wow, good. I can't even. And the kids it. loved it too because I know he was like, you know, I know the kids was loving man. it. <laughs> It was dope. But he could be rough though. <laughs> but but that's what you love. needed. Yeah, yeah. that's tough love. That's that's what's up. You yeah. have people like that around you. Good influences. Okay. If either one of you guys could change something in the education system, what would it be? Um for me, the the whole no child left behind thing, the the not allowing ch- kids to uh to fail, like you kind of just passing them through. Mm-hmm. Um I think that is something that is building horrible um habits within our kids. Um failure is a part of life, like it's just going to happen. And I feel like we trying to protect them from something that's inevitable. Because when I tell my kids all the time, like, when you get out into this world, man, the world don't care nothing about you. Like, mm. at all. It just keep moving. It's, it's just going to keep you fall, you falling, you you either going to get back up or you you not. Like, them the only two options you got. So the not experiencing failure and you just passing them through. And then when they get to high school, High school, you fell a class. You got to take that over. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, you know, it ain't yeah. no just passing you through That's for right. that. And now mm-hmm. they looking crazy because they they done been sheltered from what that what that failure felt like. And I feel like if you experienced it at a younger age, um, you ain't got enough sense to even know. Like, all right, whatever. Like, you, it's it's gonna sting, but it won't emotionally hurt you as bad as um as it does when you're in high school. That's right. So I feel like the sooner they can feel it, like the better we got a chance of breaking those habits. You. But that that thing right there is is horrendous in our school system. And I just found out that it's in other uh, districts now. I thought it was just in you know DPS. But I just recently found out it's oh, another no. district. Stu- I didn't know. That, I just yeah, learned that, this. That's still no left behind is across the country. Yeah, and it started, it started in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I, I recall um, is when I it not started in Chicago, but when I first heard of it, mm-hmm. I first heard of it in Chicago. And I remember asking the guy like, no left. Like, what's that? You know, and they was telling me, I was like, you mean to tell me no matter what this guy, he can get out of here. Yep. I'm like, man, that's I'm like, that ain't right. Because I remember. Coaches that was in the building with me, that was my teachers. That if I was caught in the hallway, it was a problem. Man, what? <laughs> it was it was a problem. And I remember my sophomore year of high school is when I um, took education serious. 
And I remember um, I saw a guy, he was doing something he wasn't supposed to do. And I just looked at him. I gave him this dead look, and we got to practice. And uh, I said, Coach, bull in the ring. I said, I want him. I said, call him out. And I met him. As soon as he came out, I met him with a head on. And I told him, do it again. You know, and he was smoking marijuana. I said, do it again. I said, we don't want put guys on the team who smoke drugs. And I and at that point, Coach said, you the captain. And I became Wait, a leader. You talking about football? Yeah, football. So you tried to take this man head off? I tried off to take his block <laughs> off. I tried to take his block off his shoulders because I um I, I remember Yamin Sanders and, and another guy, Anthony Perkett, a team, a teammates of mine, told me that, that real athletes don't do drugs. And when they said that to me, I start looking at that platform my sophomore year, and it start like reaching to me. And I, I just remember the guy who done it. You know, I tried to like it, it was a straight war. You know, and he didn't like me for a long time. But you know what? He respected I, you though. Yeah, but you know, I, I saw him at one of the reunions, and he just say, "Man," he say, "Man, my head still be hurting." And I, we kind of <laughs> laugh about it. But you know, he say, uh, he he teaches kids the same thing, and I just say, "Man," you know. I was trying to do something different here at Cooley because nobody wanted me to come there. Right. And I wanted to do something different at that high school. And, and we did do something different, you know, in terms of winning. But, you know, education standpoint, you know, it was it was a struggle for uh, me going in my ninth grade year. And you you can uh, contest it. Both of you can. When you come in high school, you like. It's a whole new man, world. Man, like 18 It's a world old. itself from the outside Yeah, world. I was like, especially I went if, to Cooley. And then, <laughs> see, when I started high school – Shout out to Harrison High School. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, this big old school, three floors. And, oh, looking around like, what to do? But I was okay. I always hung out with all the older kids. So I walked straight in the gate. People knew me. So it was like, okay, I adapted pretty well. With me, I I can't say I had that experience. Um, with with um, When I came into high school, I had started working out in the summer. So my coach, Coach Hines, just took me through a whole tour of the school and all of that. And at the time, his daughter was already there. His daughter and a lot of the girls was already there. KK, she was already there. So um, with them, they just kind of me gravitating to them. It was kind of like a natural transition for me. So, yeah, I didn't didn't struggle too much at at all um, ninth grade um, with adapting. and then we was good, so you know yeah. everybody kind of adapted to us. Yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, I was pretty good, you know, across uh, across eight mile, but it's all right. Wait a <laughs> I'm a taking shot. shots, That's taking shots. Shot. That's all right. Southeastern so, couldn't beat us though. When did you take education series, or always been serious to you? Um, education has always been serious to me. Um, and it's, I think it, um, I saw it as more of a way out. Um, I, I really knew, like, I always knew, like, my mom, like, my education had to, had to supersede what was in my family. Um, I'm, I'm very big on, like, generational things. And, um, my mom, her, her education could have went a little bit further. My grandma's could have went a, bit, a little bit further. So I just felt like it was kind of, I ain't gonna say it was on me, but I just took you the responsibility. The yeah. Like, that's, that's something gotta change. Um, so at a young age, I like I and following behind my cousin Brittany. My cousin Brittany was super smart when yeah. I was younger. So I, I'm not saying she ain't smart now, yeah, but, yeah, <laughs> but she was she was really into smart. school when we was younger. So everything that I did, I did following behind her. Like when she did her homework, I wanted to do my homework. When she was counting, I wanted when we, when we played teacher and student, I was always the, the student. So she she pretty much sat and taught me. 
Um, and then the older I got, it just it was it was like a stamp for me. Like, all right, like I'm a smart kid, so I'm I'm a that's that's what's gonna get me out of here. That that became like my I'm, this how I'm gonna get up out of getting my family out of this situation is is school, and I liked it. Like I always loved school. Like I, I wasn't a kid who just dreaded. Like I I would be upset them days. I I couldn't go to school. <laughs> See, sports like, was my listen, platform my, you school. gonna have to give me to school today. Mm. <laughs> felt like you was missing something if yeah. you stay home. I feel like that now about work. I feel like if I don't go to work, you feel I feel like, like a, a bad kid. person. I, I feel like a kid is I'm yeah, missing helping a kid out. Yeah, no, I do. <laughs> I, I I'm telling you, when I don't go to work. I got certain kids who say, hey, you know, they need a dollar. Oh, can you, I'm hungry. You got something else to eat in here? Mm. Or certain kids who just don't have coats and, and, you know, like I'm able to get those things through the services we have in the wraparound services. I just feel like if I'm not at work, I'm missing a kid. And I went out this year. Yeah, This was my first year that I've missed a certain amount of days of work. I even took a a day off. I'm talking about the last like seven, eight years. I just don't miss work. And I had a surgery and I took off and it was like, man, I was, beating myself. I, I wanted to go to work and get in the wheelchair and just and be mobile. But, you know, I I understand that, you know, like if you see somebody who got education and you take it serious, you know, that, that becomes important, especially when you got somebody in front of you who who's like, hey, you could do whatever you want to do. Right. Because we talked about that last week and um, we just talked about, you know, what's in front of you. You know, if you see somebody in front of you, you know, what kind of change can be made? Like, I see kids, you know, like right in front of me. I see the Jadens. I see the Khalils, the Denvers, mm-hmm. the Lawrence. I see, you know, the little Berries. I see, you know, my family and I see them in front of me and I say, Hey, you know what? They looking at me. And if I do anything outside that circle, they're going to be like, mm-hmm, you talking about education, huh? That's yeah. a, that's a, that's a good way to look at it. I got 14 nieces and nephews. Mm-hmm. So with them, I got my, my, our oldest one is she's in, uh, she's a, what, sophomore? At uh, Michigan State, so you can't do nothing wrong. Nah, and <laughs> I and then I have a little cousin who's a freshman at Michigan this year. So I've I've had multiple conversations with them. Like during my time, my last couple of years of college, like listen, this is this y'all don't have a choice. Like this is something mm-hmm. y'all. If you started, you got to finish it. Yeah. Um. And and thankfully they they both on some some big career yeah, paths. I know. Yeah. They yeah, doing some big things. So I know. Am I, they they kind of blowing it past me, and that's that's what I wanted. Like I did the basics. I went. I played ball. I graduated and they going to school to be doctors and dentists man. and yeah so I, I love it man dream big I, and like my, my children you know like I know that feeling and I know how you feel because I got one that graduates this year in December um, law school and I'm just happy you know Kayvon love you son and then I got Kenyon you know who's at Gremlin and I'm like that's my baby boy and I was scared for him to go away from home because <laughs> oh, he's the baby but I thought about it, you know, and I'm like, the rest of them, all right. He all right too, you know. Hey. And I taught him the difference between right and wrong and yes and no. You raised them. Yeah, so they he he right. knows it. So you know that that education factor that was preached to him, he knows that, you know, he knows what to do, and he's been nothing but good phone calls and, and being um independent. So I, I love that part right there. Yeah, I got a question because I'm gonna tell you my personal answer. Do you think? It scare people with going further in their education because of things like student loans and stuff after the fact? Without a doubt. I, I think that play a I big have factor. so many conversations with seniors now and that's mm-hmm. like they biggest especially when you come from a, a poverty stricken background. Like right. you don't want to put your mama in more debt right. than she already is. So um it's definitely a de- a decision um 
it, it, it weighs on your decision making. And the thing I always tell them is, um, life is is risk. It's it's the thing with with life. You either you if it's if it's something you really passionate about and you feel like this is what you need to do in order for you to get to where you're trying to get to, it's worth the risk. Like it's worth the the money you're gonna take out. It's different ways to to get to that situation, which is why I've been so. Um, driven with scholarship searching and stuff with with the kids now is because it's it's so much money out there aside from Ooh. from uh loans like if you get to it early you start but it's such a tedious process it's such okay. a it's dang near an everyday grind in but order you for you to it. yeah but you it can it's money it's so much money out here so basically don't be lazy and put in the yeah. leg work oh, yeah don't don't the, the when you late wait to the last minute mm-hmm. to that's when you get into that loan situation and okay. and I another thing I I tell them is is fine. Financial literacy in our community is one of our biggest downfalls. It's the number one biggest downfall. So number that, two, yeah, I said number two, is the biggest downfall. <laughs> yeah, it's, financial it's literacy. big, man. So I, I do, I try to throw in little lessons that ain't even got nothing to do with what we talking about. Are we gonna talk about money? We gonna talk about Life these lessons. Long. We gonna talk about all this. I used to teach my basketball thing team. I want to ask y'all yeah. too. How come in most school systems? Maybe it's different now because it's been some years for me. Do you guys take an importance of saying, let me teach my students not just the basics, what we got in the books, but let me teach them real life lessons so when they get out in the real world, they're not just lost or, you know, you don't really see that in schools. That goes back, uh, Jazz, you know, last week we was talking about it. And before you could teach your, your student a lesson, mm-hmm. you got to teach them that you care about them first. Right. And you got to teach them what you know. And if you don't teach them what you know and that you care about them, what happened is they think you just there to, to, to show, open a book, open a book up and yeah. Do the Marciano right on the board and copy the and Dewey. watch movies, yeah, and, and all that. But if you let them know, hey, I care, and, and I, t- I recommend this restorative practice uh, thing to all new teachers, especially coming in. And I tell them the first two three days of class, take your desk and put them in a circle, and do an icebreaker to know your students. Second day, you know, do some uh, do some summer activities. What you did, okay? We're gonna go around. Tell me what he did, okay? We go around. You got to keep doing. See how sharp the mind is, and then you share things with them. Talk about what's going on in life with them, you know. And once you get to know them, them first three days, and you tell them, hey, everybody in here has an A. Now, how you gonna maintain this A? And you mm-hmm. get right to the lesson plan. What happened is they're gonna be like. Oh, we love them. Oh, we, we got to hurry up and get there. They don't want to be late because a student coming to my class late was staying all day. And, you know, <laughs> I, I left, uh, I left five, the last five minutes of class, I left it open for what they wanted to do. And a lot of it was either singing, rapping, or telling jokes. And let me tell you something. It got serious in there, you know, getting to class on time and, and doing some of the things. And that began, and I just started looking and I was like, you know what? I'm about to do a fake the fuck concert, you know, or I'm about to do a Grammys mm. or keeping it real concert. That's you know, lit. we about to do something because hey, it was. Can I be so, in your class? Yeah, so much. <laughs> right. You know, out of school. So, so it's so much hidden talent, you know, and that they yeah. have other agendas that they want to do. And like in today's society, and I know I don't want to go to college. I just want to work. School Man, is not really for everybody. And that, but that. It's I, becoming more common though. It it's, is, but we got so many kids, man, who are going to be entrepreneurs like it's in them already so they i try not to yeah i try not to push the whole college i push it but some kids it's just not it's just not it's in not them, them. Yeah. but it's them not. the kids who like the the trade thing is becoming a, a very very big thing so 
Um, I try to just give them different options, man. As long as you got a plan when you leave up out of here, that's all I, that's all that matters to me. Just don't leave up out of here and you don't know what you want to do. Like you have no clue what you want to do. And going to work at Foot Locker is, is your decision. Like that, just, just let that not be the yeah. move. But, um, as far as the, what was the original question? Cause I really wanted to answer it. About, uh, well, no, we was talking about, Oh, you asked the, about the 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 different the approach and how you teach him versus just directly out of the book and standardized tests yeah. and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, currently, I'm teaching. Uh, this is we on trimesters, and I'm teaching societal okay. issues to 11th graders. I've had ninth graders all year, and yeah, that's a different story. That's a different, <laughs> story. That's a, that's a different field, Whoa. baby. I'm like the ninth grade whisperer, though. Like right. they, I do my babies, but I have 11th grade and I, and we're my class is societal issues, and I told them the first day of class, like, listen, um, our societal issues and where we come from. And other people's societal issues is two totally different societal issues. So the way this class was taught before, um, I'm I'm thankful that that my job gave me the opportunity to kind of just make it how I wanted to make it. That yeah. it's that it's appealing to my students. And our we just talked about we finished up a unit on Bill of Rights, and I talked to them uh, about you know what I'm saying your rights when the police pull you over and when you go to court and mm-hmm. the things that the law is supposed to be able to do and what they not supposed to be like just knowing wow. the the importance of how this fits into your life because when you think of the Bill of Rights and the Constitution, it's boring. I don't care. Want to talk about and, the and Constitution? Somebody, but, but when you like put that lesson to them, some of them actually knows. You know, their rights yeah. and laws, but they don't understand what the Bill of Rights is and nope. they don't understand the Constitution. But once you incorporate it into like everyday life activity, they be like, oh, that's what it's for. Their minds become even sharper. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, y'all so in tune with the streets. Let's get back that to the is. lesson. Right. But you, you got to kind of, and that, that's been the exciting part with this class. And I, I put in the financial lit part. So towards the end of the trial, we'll talk about, um, college prep. We'll talk about, um, scholarships. We'll talk, they'll, I'll have them fill out a fake college application. So when wow. they go into their senior year, this won't be new they to ready. them. Like they'll kind of already had the experiences and wow. talk about the difference between subsidized and unsubsidized loans and how your interest rates play. Hey. Um, I'll have, I'm bringing somebody in to teach them how to do their taxes. These are all things I learned in my fight. I took financial lit in, uh, in Fitzgerald as an elective. And wow. I really feel like it should be a mandatory class. And the, I just took some of the small things I remember. And I'm like, all right, I get to put this in the class. And I you get add to, your yeah. own little twist to yeah, it. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited for the with the probable stats. I remember that class. That was my financial <laughs> literacy. <laughs> I remember that. All right, if you guys got any questions for Burton or Tober, I like saying last names. It sounds real professional. Oh, I love it. I love it. Call Make in. Yeah. <laughs> Call in at 248-579-5290. We're on today with Let's Talk, and the topic is important: the importance of education. This is our part two. So I think this is some real good information, like different tips coming from a younger person a uh, teacher and an older teacher. You can learn best of both worlds pretty much. I, I'm lear- I'm taught from their generation though. Yeah. Man. I tell I, t- I got to visit um I went up to Fitz Friday and I was so excited that I we had a half a day. I was so excited that I got a chance to to go visit just to to go see my teachers. And anybody who know about Fitz that we've been in the news a lot oh, lately. Yeah. Um, such yeah, an unfortunate incident. It over is there. very yeah. unfortunate. But um 
that's why I, I love being able to talk about them and I love, I brag any chance I get because the image that's being painted, man, I had true educators in that building. I had true educators in Cooper. I had, I had educators, not teachers, like people who really cared about who I was outside of the classroom and developed my morals that my mother and my grandmother put, they developed them at a different level. So, I I was so excited to go and tell them what they meant to me Friday. Like I I'm able to be this teacher because of what y'all put into me. Because in I was bored in in regular English freshman year, and my my English teacher Miss Davis set a, a paper on my desk while I was asleep because I would do my work and go to sleep. That's how boring the class was. <laughs> and she wrote she put a paper. On my desk for honors English, like you used to have to write a, a, a essay to get into honors English. Mm. And I woke up and saw it and I like pushed it off my desk like, man, I ain't going to no honors English next year. <laughs> the challenge. <laughs> when I came back 10th grade, she put me in the class anyway. Like I didn't, I never signed the paper. My mama ain't signed the paper, wow. nothing. And I stuck it out through 10th through 12th grade. And I, I, but I, it helped you and prepared your mind. Yeah, it it got you ready. It yeah. did. And I, I taught English Last year, I taught eighth grade English just off a whim. Like, I was able to do it naturally from the things that other people, my te- my educators saw in me that I didn't see. The challenge. It. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. So, I, it's a, it's an interesting field. It's I, such a, such I can a only imagine that. That was interesting for you because I can just hear Coach Shaw. If you don't go in there and do it. So, there's a call coming in, I see. the caller is. Yeah, Just hold on for a second. Guess what? He's going to get you right now. Hey, it's Jess. Let's talk. Hi, daughter. Hi, mother. <laughs> <laughs> I was calling in. Hey, Burton. Hey, Calvert. Hey, hey. First and foremost, oh, we wait. knew you was going to make hold the first on. call. <laughs> she was hold just patiently on. waiting. Is <laughs> a teacher? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. So, Go. He can coach around for no tutor and all that stuff if he need one. He can go to his office. Yeah, we ready for him. We gonna get him together. Oh, wait a minute. What do him and Deron be doing over there? Like, like, do you be telling them cut that game off and get in here and learn this English? Listen, they be at my grandma's house. We don't even be in the same house yeah, at they, the same they time. Disappear. Yeah, they be gone. When I get to the house, they be gone already. Sitting here listening, tripping out. I'm like, wait a minute. I don't know each other. Wait, yeah. She was, she was. I know a, he know me from when I was little. Yeah, when she was, a, when yeah. she was a student, when she was like in the seventh grade, yeah, I used to tell school. coach, coach, let me get that post player. Yeah, he been <laughs> let doing me get her. I've been around. Yeah, so she was a baby, but then to see her grow, I remember her in uh, middle school. Then in high school, they had a pretty good team, and uh, Hines dodged us. But you know, he didn't want to see us. But listen, y'all was gonna catch a fade. Y'all uh, didn't want them problems wow. at all. Yeah, <laughs> we, to hey, tell we, you. we was number two in the state. He didn't want the mission. So. Number two, number two and a half. Y'all yeah. could have caught that whooping. Christian, no, you know. You, you say they would have caught it. Listen, no. listen, they would have caught it so bad. Something. We no. didn't want to knock y'all off y'all square. Oh. We wanted y'all to go ahead. Too many. Hey, it's too too many. Take that route. Look, those those are years right there. Hines knew, he, you know, he oh, prepared across eight miles. Y'all didn't even play a, a, a DPS team those years. How come we did? How come we did? Oh, 
We beat Crockett two years in a row. Crockett. We played. We played Rennie. We played. We played Country Day. We played a lot of DP. We played King. We played a whole bunch of schools. Yeah, I lost those years too. No, I remember that fifth year. But here it is. My three districts. I thought I was Lincoln. Introducing two people. I said, Yeah. I told my sister. I said, I want you to meet somebody. He been education field seventeen years. Like you gonna like him. Did it. He walk in, she like, don't I know you? He like, yeah, and I know you. Yeah. <laughs> that competitive edge was oh, yeah, still there, though. I love it, though. Love, though. <laughs> I love it. Um, as a little girl, and now she actually in education, that's something else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, yeah, I'm just sitting here listening. You know, I tune in every Sunday. I'm always <laughs> listening, no matter what the topic is about. But good topics that make sense is really what these podcasts. I know a lot of them be like for fun and laughing and joking, but like good topics with uh, topics like the importance of education, the importance of education, and things like that is important for people to hear and know because you never know that inside turning DPS wheel thing or or any of these schools. Like I'm getting to know a little bit more now from being around Burton all the time, but. You don't know that stuff, and you don't really know what's going on in these schools. And if you're on the outside looking in, you don't know what them kids need. Because I had a disagreement with um, a good, good friend of mine about uh, east side education and west side education. And I told her, until you get in that pot and you get to helping somebody's kids, don't talk to me because I don't want to hear it. That's a great answer. That's the great answer. That is. That's the best answer. Until you know when you've been in there. They don't know, man. Between east side education and west side education because I've seen it with my own eyes. Yeah. But I'm going to get off this line in case somebody else trying to call in. Y'all running out of time. All right. Okay. Love you and we talk to you later. Okay. Why do you guys feel is hard for students to take education serious um i think i think a lot of this starts at home and um i tell my i just had a conversation with my ninth graders um at the end of finals like right before because i knew i wasn't gonna have them this try and i i asked them what what makes you go like what's your motivation to to be better and a lot of kids don't have a a desire to be better. And that's the scariest thing I've ever saw in my life. I told them it's, I can look at some of y'all and just having conversations with y'all. And the fact that you have no fear of failure, I don't know how to teach that. I can't, this, that's like a brick wall trying to get through. So to a certain extent, some things like some morals and some things have to be put into a child before they step into a school. So a lot of, a lot of parents, I ain't, I ain't, I'm just being honest. I'm not a parent yet or nothing like that, but a lot of parents got a lot of work to do. Yeah. I think the answer to that is social media, mm-hmm. uh, music videos, video games are raising our children today. And those children come to school and they want to learn. But what happened is, is that what happened, a reading comprehension thing kicks in place. Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. And teachers call these students out in front of the classroom and the student acts out. So when the student acts out, he got to be sent down, and he's okay to sit down and then be sent home. Well, here it is. Just to not read. Yeah, you're not going home. <laughs> That's <Yeah. me>. That's <laughs> You ain't going home. <laughs> no, nah, yeah. buddy. That's giving them the easy route. Yeah, yeah. and that's the route that they're looking for, so— I like something that was introduced in um, that Detroit Public School District. They uh, instituted the ISS. And when I used to uh, work with EAA, you know, we had that and then uh, school district before. 
and Mount Clemens I used to be in, we had that in-school suspension. And what happened is that I would sit those kids in there and we would read out loud and I dare someone to laugh at somebody else, but we helped each other. But one of the ways that I reached out to kids in terms of reading is I used to go get these magazines that they liked yep. and the ones that they just intrigued their mind, which was Rat World and the Source magazine. And I, they would flip through them and they were like, and I said, okay, you like that article, read it. Yep. Now, he'll stumble through it, but let's talk about what you read. Mm-hmm. What is that article saying? And what happened is then we incorporated back to the lesson. Then we was able to pick up To Kill a Mockingbird or Slaughterhouse Five. We mm-hmm. was able to pick those books back up. And, and incorporating the lesson, but. The students want to know. And I say, how can you read a video game and not read your lesson? And I'll never forget this kid told me. He was like, man, the video game, they read the words for us. Yeah. I say, what? Wow. I say, what type is this? And then they mocking these rappers on the videos. And I like to use Ice Cube as the perfect person. I say, Ice Cube might have been around time I forget the police and all that. He but I say, I say, listen, <laughs> let's talk. Smart. I say, he let's talk about this guy has Ice Cube Vision Studios out in L.A. Yes. And I remember going out there and I remember taking a tour through that. This guy is doing movies that's like. Let me cut you off real quick. Tell people, think back to when he wrote Friday by oh himself. That was his so very first, first movie. movie. Yep. He wrote about, it himself. A guy from South Central and you guys mocking him. I said, this guy's using this as entertainment. Yeah. So you better listen to that music as his entertainment and get back in that lesson and learn the importance of education because the more education you have, the more money you will make. And, and if you got it, it's there for you. It's not what you know, it's who you know. The funny thing is, like, when you, what you saying, like, music and video, I remember being young and, like, when people would say, like, all oh, that music y'all listen to, and, like, you, we didn't think it had, I didn't think, I still personally don't think it had an effect on us. This generation, oh, though, it's different. It's different. listen, it's they, totally all of them now. think they selling all white bricks and everything. Yeah. You in class. Like, how you selling drugs and you in, in class, class, bro? <laughs> what is you talking about? I tell them, I remember the video, the box, you had to call in and press this number. I say, man, I used to, man, love when the DOC and Public Enemy came on. I say, man, this what y'all talking about is nonsense. Yeah. I said, that's it. We talked about rap from 7 to 7.30 on that walk to school. We got to school. It wasn't no it more was of that. shut down. Unless we had lunchtime, then we hit the lunch table with a little beatbox and rap after that. <laughs> it was back to lessons because there were true educators at that time who worked in the building who wasn't going for that nonsense. Right. And as guys like myself, and there's a few others that I work with, you know, you're not just coming in with that nonsense and you're not going to say, hey, you're going to do what you want to do. And it's just not going to happen. And now for the girls, what I'm seeing so common, younger than me and Shantanique, is that what they see on social media of the perfect body or the perfect look, they are chasing for this and feel, feel like, I ain't going to go to school. I'm going to be a, a Instagram girl or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's a big influence. I got students who miss school because they hearing the yeah. Yep. Yeah. Or they come they into babysit. school with bonnets on. Oh. Like, oh, I done had that conversation so many times. Like, listen, you are a young lady. Yeah. You knew last night you was going to have a bad hair mm-hmm. day. So whatever gel, slick, swoop, ponytail you need to do. I just learned what edge control is yeah. and all of that they stuff They have like it that. piled yeah. up on there. They didn't use the whole thing yeah. on their edges. I'm like, you like whatever you need to do, you got to figure it out yeah. the night before. At least that's what my mom and my grandma that told me. They got to stay home and babysit. I never heard parents allowing their kids to stay home and babysit. Oh no! And what generation does that I happen? I heard. <laughs> I never say no names, but I knew of a parent, and I felt that was selfish on her end. Was allowing her children to miss school because she had them helping for her to sell dinners. 
this is something that oh, you're man. doing. Don't yeah. make them miss school. Yeah, what that's that's a, I tell you what, they better not I know these two attendance agents. I won't say no names, <laughs> but they hit that dough. I'm they so knock, happy, knocks on man. hey, they would knock on Do that dough that with that ticket. Too happy I had the parents. Um, I do you think that's good and they should make it in other districts where that child missed so many days that they come? Oh, Ooh, this is yeah. an interesting it's, topic. It's, it's coming. Because I tell remember you. seeing it on the news years the, the ago. The tennis agent piece is coming a little stronger. It, it's been more like uh, they're just still working some kinks out, but it's mm-hmm. getting back to where it used to be. Let me tell you something for those out there listening. If your child misses school, there will be a ticket coming to your door and from my understanding, that ticket is fifteen hundred dollars, and the judge ain't playing with the thirty days in jail. It's oh, teaching you a lesson. Get your child in school. I mean, like seriously, like, it's serious. I'm, I'm sounding so serious because I I know how serious I take it for my son, and I don't say you know I'm not saying I be super straight. Like, yeah, but I tell him. You're not missing school. It's important. But if like, you do it now, you won't have to do it later. Facts. I've been yep. doing it now. He's going to the sixth grade. Yep. You won't have to do it later. Trust me. When it comes to high school, he'll take a breeze. He'll be like, hey, four years left, college. He'll start thinking college and start thinking other plans. You know, and he'll see people in front of him, such as us two, who who had that career path going away. He'll say, you know what? Give me a little assistance, what I need to do. But not only that, we'll push him. They'll push him. He'll want to push himself. I told, I had a student, a player, who she missed so much school. She's a senior. This is, this is our mm. last two trimesters. And I, we was, I would go get her on my prep second hour. Like, bro, you gotta get to school. Wow. And I remember talking to her, like, listen, this may not be a big deal to you, but the same thing I fuss at my freshman about these habits. Like, you getting ready to go to college. You want to be a college athlete. And I told her, so high school, I just told you, I love school. Our house caught on fire with like my junior year or something like that. We had to go stay all the way on the west side. I went to Fitzgerald on Nine Mile and Ryan. My mama knew she was going to have to figure out how I was getting to school because I wasn't missing school. But you got there. It's a great habit. I get through high school. I end up going to Wayne County. Anybody who knows anything about Wayne County Community College, we don't have on-campus living. Coach Brown. Yeah, that's my baby. <laughs> on that way to that 3 P. Shout out to Coach Beasy. But um, we don't have on-campus living. Uh, we got like six or seven different campuses. Mm-hmm. I stayed east. I went to downtown campus. We played at Depsa. We practiced at Depsa. That's three different, that's two, three different locations I possibly got to go to in the day. Them habits that I had of going to, going to class and I wasn't missing no class. I didn't miss, I probably missed two, two days of school my whole time, my whole two years at Wayne County. This is not counting my, my one year I did at Schoolcraft where I was driving 35, 45 minutes to class. <laughs> Every day after ACL surgery, missed one class the whole semester. So these are habits that got built in me early. Mm-hmm. So when it was time to go to college, rain, sleet, or snow, I'm not one. I'm paying for it now at this point. Like yeah. this ain't free no more. So I'm going to class, and I I tell them all the time, like man, these y'all don't understand these habits that y'all developing now. Like it's gonna pay. I don't miss work now. Like I can count on my hands how up until. Me losing my sister at the beginning of the year, I didn't miss work like that. Like it's yeah. just like he was saying earlier, you just want to be there. So because yeah. I remember um, when I asked when your sister passed away, rest in peace to her. Like Chantony taking, you know, she gonna take some time off work, and he's like, nah, for real. And I was in the middle she of my season. That. Yeah, I took the day she passed on a Sunday. I had practice that day. Um, I took that. I didn't go to practice that day. Um, I probably took like that Monday off. 
I came back to work Tuesday. Um, we go through, plan her funeral. Um, her funeral was like a Wednesday, I think. I took the day of her funeral off, and I went back to work the next day. Like, I missed probably a total of three days through that See, whole process. people don't process. understand, you know, like, the, the mindset and the mental aspect is that life got to keep going on. I, I deal with death and different. I don't even go to funerals. And um, <laughs> I, I don't, you know, I took care of my um, uncle, one of my recent family members who passed away. And um, my family and everything planned for him. I said, man, I'm, I'm going to work. I, I done what I was supposed to do. I'm moving right. forward. And they looked at me like I was crazy. And I right. just say, man, I love y'all. Y'all know I do. But, you this, know, yeah. for me, life goes on. And I do. He knows that him and I, we talked about that. Yeah. So for me, I just move forward. But, you know, the thing is, is like if I'm missing work, like I said, I feel like I'm letting the kid down. Mm. And most people probably wouldn't understand that. But long as Jeez. you guys know. So really all that matter. Because yeah, you never know that next student or anything may need you real bad at that moment. That's how I look at it. How do you guys feel that politics and education mix? Oh, Lord. They don't. Oh, Lord. <laughs> if politicians stay out of education. We would be great. It, we would be great. Because, you know, when you start putting politics and education, it destroys it. You know, when you start making these laws, you know about uh, what you can and what you can't do, it becomes a huge factor in the way the educational process is. Like, for one, I remember, and, and, and you remember this because y'all at this age, remember elementary, we had reading, right? Mm -hmm. It was a reading grade. Middle school, remember, there was a reading grade. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden you get to high school, ain't no more reading grade. Nope. They mm -hmm. say ELA. What? No, what no. happened going back into reading? So now we're getting either. kids that's coming to school in the ninth grade with a third, fourth grade reading comprehension Ooh. level. And because politics has played that role and they took it out, you know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. So my thing is politics. And if you're a politician, um, stay where you stay, at. Stay where you at. Because we can't, get, yeah, we can't, we can't, we can't come get up there. I, I'm in education. I can't be a senator. Mayor, I can't do it all. And I ain't about to be knocking on nobody's door for it. I, I'm going to stay in this education lane. Um, I definitely agree. Like, like it's, it's just stay, just stay from. I don't understand like how like people who did not come up in certain school districts. Like, how are you able to to make so many direct decisions about a school system that you didn't come up you in? Have no yeah. knowledge so I, it's a frustration all in itself. But that I definitely think there's no room for politicians and um in education at all. Wow. I'm glad y'all broke that down because <laughs> yeah. you you don't really pay attention to it all the way and really think like, wait, that don't mix at all. No, it don't. And the kids can't stand politics. They don't even know why yeah, they don't they like do politics. They just know I'm not supposed to like this person yeah. or I don't like this they person. I've seen, seen more kids get into that last presidential campaign Ooh, than ever. Lord. And yes. they was tearing him a new one. Listen, don't know nothing about <laughs> him, about how the president <laughs> become the president. Third graders. How, the Congress, how the Congress work. They don't know none of that. They, they just think him, they're not supposed tearing to him like a new person. one. And I said, boy, poor fella. Man, that's going to be funny. Right. Before we get out of here, what is the difference between a charter school Ooh. and public education because I started seeing them get rid of all the public schools and all these charter schools start popping up left and right. I'm going to give you one answer. I, and I'll okay, this DPS speaking yeah. is so, so. Don't get DPS. And I'm, I'm, pro I'm pro excellence when it comes to the two because 
I'm about student first, student excellence first. So I'm pro excellence with it. So uh, no matter where you at, whether you be at a charter or public or private institution, I'm pro excellence because I feel like you one you come to school to receive an educational instruction. One, uh, two is that you know while you in class, you need to take advantage of that instruction while you in there. No matter where you at, what they're teaching, or who's teaching it, I think parents make those conscious decisions about charter and public schools. But I, I'm a parent first and an educator second, and I tell if you just look and read in between the lines, you got to do what's best for your child. And I know what was best for my child, and I know the direction that I chose in terms of it. And I know you being a young educate, uh, educated man, you'll do what's right for yours too. Excellent. And um, Home you know, say yeah. I mean, <laughs> some 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 people have to go charter. Some people have to go public. You know, and. I get tired when I used to see the buses coming across a certain uh, district and they take another district and they go out. And I remember like, man, you got to do it. Then those same schools to come get the kids out the city and take the kids out there to them, they call the athletic department. Can we get a game with y'all? After you took them best kids out to are you crazy? (laughs) Ain't nobody playing y'all, you know? Oh, man. I mean, there's, I'm pro-excellence with it. Okay. Um, For me, coming i work in the charter school okay that has all dps students mm. um so former yeah former <laughs> but they they i'm saying that because they all live in detroit all our students live in detroit um i really don't think it's a difference to be honest um it's not the 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 difference would be the size of whatever the charter school is because, you know, and how successful it is because, of course, that's how much money you get, which that's the same with public schools in general. Like the the better you do, the more money they give you to to look better, to buy more books, to to do this and do that. Um, ultimately, the the decision, like you said, with the with parents, it's, it's just making the right decision that works for your child. Mm-hmm. I remember when we were looking for a school for um for our little brother. And that was the hardest thing my mom ever did in her life. Cause with me, it was simple. Um, it was, I actually was originally supposed to go to Crockett and then I it didn't end up going to Crockett and I, and I went to Fitz. Um, and she made the decision to drive me out there every day and, and to do that. Cause Fitzgerald ain't sending no buses to go get nobody. Mm-hmm. But, um, but no, like that, that whole busing situation, when you decide to put your child on the bus and you send them out to the school, to a certain school, and that school ain't no better than the schools that you, that's in your neighborhood, that's, that just come with your decision making. Um, and just knowing your child, knowing what your child needs, knowing how your child learns, like that research in high school is dang, they're just as important as research in colleges. College. There it is. So I like to tell her, you know, um, when we did these, um, uh, these uh, eighth graders, they come in, and I used to tell them, I remember having this conversation, you're going to make two important decisions in your life, this one now, and the next four years you're going to make another one about life and how you're going to make that college decision because your adult life is going to start. So be very mindful. And I just tell students, you know, be very careful in the decision you make because, you know what, you're the only person that got to live with it. Nobody else got to live with it. But I tell parents, help your child out when making these decisions because you want your child to receive the best education possible. You don't want your child being cheated out of opportunity. Thanks. Okay. Well, if you guys got any questions or anything, you know, you can always reach me on Facebook under Jasmine Walker or on Instagram at underscore Let's Talk Podcast. 
for any topics or anything, I'm always available to answer. Burton, don't do social media. <laughs> and Tober, she's fasting from social media, which I think is a good idea for everybody to take a break sometimes and get in tune with your own personal lives. I had to give it no way. I, just, I, I, I was scared. Of, I'm scared of social scared? media. I'm scared of social <laughs> Y'all media. Y'all can still hit me. I'll be back eventually. My Facebook is my name, Shantanique Tobert. Um, my Instagram is talktoem underscore shan. Uh yeah, that's about it. I'm proud of you, Jazz. This this platform you. you've used to share, it enlightens others. You know to know not only just the importance of education, but let's just talk while we got like another minute. Like people don't understand, Jazz. This platform that you put out here with this podcast and the topics that you're choosing, they don't understand like that you're building a brand, yeah. and that one day y'all gonna see Jazz walking up into your schools, you know, you being for able to talk. That. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, as a young philanthropist and as a young entrepreneur, she'll be walking up into the schools because she's building a brand to reach out, you know, to uh, millions of millions of viewers and people. You know, you're gonna be noticing her in the next couple of years because she believes in this right here. And I remember when you first talked about starting this out. And, and and our situation, I was still proud of you, and I'm proud of you now because you. it just shows how much growth you have made and so how much mature you've taken five steps. When most people take baby steps, you've jumped up to a five step like a hurdle and say, hey, let's do it. And yeah. you there, and guess what? I'm going to be right behind you as your mother, and I'm going to be pushing you whatever direction we can. Thank but you. if I can help, I'm going to always help out. And I know, Shantanique, you're going to help as well. We're going to be right mm-hmm. there because, you know, we're still able to reach students, whether it be across 8 Mile, across Woodward, 10 Buck 2 or whatever. You know, we're in education, and we're about the students first. Yeah. yeah. Well, we got this last minute. I love you. I'm super I proud love you of too. you. Thank hey, you. y'all, she did not used to talk this much uh, when she was younger. So this, <laughs> her starting the podcast is hilarious to me. But we here. Um, I'm super proud of you. Like I just said, I do want to shout out all my teachers, man. My my middle school, Cooper, Fitz, um, my colleges, Cumberland, Wayne County, all my teachers, man. I appreciate y'all. Y'all the goats. I'm I'm who I am because of y'all. All right. It's been real, you guys, and I'll see you next week on Let's Talk. Everybody enjoy this Sunday.